And uh, I'm excited because not only have John and Kelly decided to go, but also their two children are going with them, Courtney and John. And Courtney is actually going as her own missionary because she is a, an adult and she has a call of God upon her life. So, Courtney, I'm going to invite you to come up first, sweetheart. Come on up and share what God's doing in your life. Man, this is exciting. This is a young lady saying, I'm going to go to the world, take the gospel to the... Hi guys, um, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Pastor Don, for having me. Um, my name is Courtney, and I'm going to Croatia with my parents and my brother. And I am 20, so I am my own missionary under Assemblies of God. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> thank you. They're their own missionaries. I'm my own missionary. So um, we kind of have different things we're going to be doing in Croatia. Um, and you'll hear the term missionary associate, and that just means that we're only going for two years um, to help missionaries who are already established and full-time in Croatia. Um, so a little bit of background. I was born and raised at New Life Assembly in Marysville. Um, I also attended the Christian school on campus from preschool through high school. So I grew up with a Christian education, um, going to youth group and all these youth conferences with the Assemblies of God. And um, I never wanted to be a missionary. Um, I would always go to these conferences, and they would have these calls for missionaries, and I would think in my head, oh, I'll never be a missionary, God. That is not me. No, thank you. And then um, about two and a half years ago, I graduated from high school. And around June 2019, right when I graduated, my dad pulled me and my family aside, and he said, um, we're going to be missionaries to Croatia, me and your mom and my brother. You're an adult. Uh, obviously, you're not, you don't have to go with us. This is up to you. You can pray about it, decide what you want to do. And when he first told me this, um, I think I might have actually said this to him, but he told me they're going to be missionaries, and I was like, okay, have fun. Um, I will be here in the United States where it is safe, and um, I'll just be vibing here. You guys go have fun. Bye. I'll come visit you maybe. Um, and then he was like, Courtney, you need to pray about this. And I'm like, oh, you're right. So I did. Um, I prayed asking God if I was supposed to go to Croatia, um, if he was putting a call for missions on my life. And I just kept praying, and I wasn't getting an answer. And so I prayed for months and months, about eight months total, before God finally told me yes, and he put that burden and calling on my life, and I accepted it. And that was about in February 2020, so about two years ago, is when I accepted the call. And then COVID kind of hit, and we got slowed down um, processing through Assemblies of God, which is what we're going through. Um, and, yeah, and then um, we got accepted in September of 2020, and we've been itinerating ever since, raising our funds. Um, and so just to give you guys a little bit of a snapshot of what I'm going to be doing over there um, with the missionaries, Aaron and Winnie, who we're going to serve with, um, we're going, first of all, to a city called Osijek. It's in the uh, far inland of the country. Croatia is kind of like an L, um, and it's far inland away from the coast. It's kind of, it's right by Serbia and Hungary, um, and it's far away from the tourist destination. So we're going to be going to Osijek, um, and we'll put pictures up in a second when my dad comes up here so you can see. Um, and I'm going to be helping a lot with their youth and student ministry, which is a big part. They run a worship uh, youth center there. And so just this summer, um, a little bit of a snapshot of the things I'm going to be attending. Um, we have something called Europe Together, and it's uh, a thing that the Assemblies of God puts on every three years. 
and all the missionaries in Europe of all the countries, um, so there's probably 150 missionaries, they all come together every three years and we have a big week-long conference. And this year that's actually being held this May in Croatia, which is where we're going, so we get to attend that. And then um, we are going to be going to Bosnia to partner with the missionaries there and running a youth conference. And then we have a team from Maryland coming in June who's going to help with a church plant in a city called Belly Manister, which is um, about 30 minutes from Osijek in Croatia. Um, it's kind of, it has people called the Roma people, which are kind of gypsies, and they live in villages still there. So we're going to be doing a church plant there in June. And then um, also there's a Student for Christ annual event in Germany this summer that I'm going to be attending and running the kids ministry with Winnie, um, the missionaries that are in Croatia. And then also um, we have a Europe Children's Conference in Milan, Italy that I'll be going to and helping with our youth from Croatia and helping kind of run that. And yeah, I am super excited. Pastor Don said we're going in March 22nd is when we leave for the field. Um, so just prayers for that. Prayers with Ukraine, obviously, and that nothing's kind of shut down and that we're able to reach all of Europe this summer and for the people there. And, yeah, thank you, Pastor Don, for having me. Um, we'll keep you guys updated with the newsletter. And, yeah, now my dad's going to come and share his story. So, Glory to God. I am so proud of her. Praise the Lord. Isn't she awesome? Um, I know I say that all the time, sweetheart, but I really do mean it. I'm not just saying it. So anyway, my name is John Haruska, and um, that's my family. That's the ones that are going to Croatia. My wife was sick this morning and last night, so she really wanted to be here, and she can't. So um, she wanted to make sure we tell everybody hi. Pastor Don and Sue, thank you for having us. Glory to God. It's nice to be at the Solid Rock Faith Center, amen? Praise the Lord. Um, so you go to the next slide. Uh, we are called to go to Croatia. Uh, Croatia is right there across the boot from Italy. You see it in the red in the next slide. Um, that is the country of Croatia. Osijek is circled there. That's where we're going to be going, where the um, uh, full-time missionaries are. They've been there since 2009. Uh, their names are Aaron and Winnie Horvat. And that little X right there, on, over by the coast, that is the town of Brebeer, and my grandparents on my mother's side were born there. So I'm half Croatian. So, um, and you go to the next slide. This is my whole family. I think my wife's taking the picture. So on the left is Sullivan and Hannah. Hannah's my oldest daughter, and that's my son-in-law Sullivan. That baby is theirs. We became, joined the grandparents club in May of last year, and then there's John, then me holding the baby, Courtney, and Haley is my middle daughter, and she's married to Tristan Strickland, who is the son of Chris Strickland, pastor in Fort Bragg at an Assembly of God Church there from New Life. So that's my whole crew. Next slide. Uh, that's Osiek. Isn't it pretty? Glory to God. That's the church is a Catholic church called the Church of St. Peter and St. Paul. We were able to go to Croatia last August um, to check stuff out and meet the people we're going to be serving with. Next slide. Uh, 
pictures from the war in 1991. Croatia, the Balkans, that Balkan area went through a war. Those are bullet holes in the side of the buildings um, that you can still see there, scars from the war, and that's, those are pictures in August. The Catholic Church had a gargoyles on it, which I had never seen, and one of the heads was blown off of one of them. I mean, that's the, it's just, it's a little bit odd seeing 50 caliber rounds in the side of buildings. So next slide. Uh, we were, when we were there in August, we went out with the junior high youth, and we played volleyball with them. That's Davi on the right, and that's, uh, I don't know. It will come to me. But that's a pizza we had after um, we went to volleyball. You see the size of that thing? Is there, is there a youth pastor in here? <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> yeah, see that pizza? You need to come over there. That thing was huge. It fed everybody. You know how much it cost? $16. It was just cheese. It was the best pizza I've ever had in my life. I'm thinking, oh, gross. But we were eating it for like two days after that. <laughs> Next slide. Uh, this is a church in Darda. Darda is about five kilometers. I'm starting to talk European. Five kilometers north of um, Osiek, and that is a pastor in Darda, and that is a Roma church, which is a Roma is the same word for, that we'd use for gypsy, but gypsy would be the not politically correct word. Roma would be the correct word to use to describe these people that don't really have a country. And so that, that man right that I'm standing right, right there, I got to speak at that church. There's probably 25 people there. They have their own building. There's a Roma pastor that got saved, they, and now they have a Roma church in Darda. And that is a house in the Roma section of Darda. That house does not have um, electricity. That house does not have water or sewer. That house has kind of a dirt floor, and the lady that lives there, her name was Catalina. Her husband was killed in the Homeland War. She's in her 60s, and um, I think Aaron took me there to see how I'd respond. I just went in there. I said, hey, can I pray for you? And I just, her feet were bad. I just got down on my knees, started laying hands on her, prayed in the Holy Ghost. That's all that I know how to do, right? So it was cool. So there's extremes in every country. Uh, next slide. This is the town of Belly. This is Pastor Boschko from Belly Manister. Belly Manister, like Courtney said, is north of Osiek, five, mi five kilometers from Hungary. Um, and Pastor Boschko has a neat story. I don't have time to tell his story, but we got to go meet him. He bu they built this church there, and through COVID, it went down to zero. So we're going up there to do a church plant, church revitalization. I think that's mainly where we're going to be. It just feels like the Holy Spirit is there. I just haven't having visions of uh, salvations and the Holy Ghost showing up like he showed up in service today. Right there. And that man is a worshiper. Um, we got there, and it was just so heavy there. It was so heavy there. And I'm like, we went, to, got there, went to the church, just felt a spirit of heaviness on this man, and and in this place, I'm like, we went to have coffee, and I go, Pastor Boschko, he doesn't speak English, so Aaron had, we need to go back and worship at your church, because worship lifts that heaviness off. We went worship. So we made a really good connection with him. I know we're going to be spending a lot of time with Pastor Boschko. Next slide. Okay, that little stone structure right there was a picture that I saw at family reunions 
um, growing up on my Croatian side of the family, and that's where my grandfather was born. That's kind of the front part of his little house. You can just leave it right there. Praise the Lord. So how? So I'm from Montana. My wife's from Wyoming. We came to California in the early, in the mid '90s to work construction while I was in college. Ended up getting saved. Got planted at New Life in 1998. My wife got saved the first Sunday we were there. I got saved a year before her at an Amway convention. Glory to God. <laughs> Went from selling hope to preaching hope. Glory to God. So, and then, <laughs> and, and then, uh, so we ended up at New Life. Uh, felt the call of God there early. I've worked construction my whole life. I became Pastor Moody's associate pastor in 2006, I think. But God told me to serve this man like four years before that. So I was kind of like just becoming his rear guard. I've been his rear guard the whole time I've been there. Um, and his helper. was on. I was on staff for a year, but most of the time I've worked construction. I'm a contractor. Like Don said, we do concrete, dirt, and underground. And, um, and we've raised our whole family at New Life. We've been there for 22 years, um, since 19, 24 years, since 1998. Wow. And um, we really thought we were going to continue on that way. Uh, and so in 2017, we bought our dream home in Olivehurst. It was on two acres with a big house and a shop and a pool and everything. And um, during that time, I had this little fluke happen to me. I got a, I got staph infection in this knee like the, the week we closed on our house. And it was under my kneecap, and it was, got hot and was leaking, and Went in and found out it was staff, so they operated on my knee, and I was down for a month. That's the only time I've ever been injured. I'm kind of like, Don, black plague can't touch me. When you came to New Life and you preached last time, you said the black plague can't touch me. I agree. I'm, my faith is right there. I am expendable. When God says I'm done, I'm done. And um, so we had moved into that house, and that was in 2017. And uh, I, I, we were having house church on Sunday nights. Um, and I heard the Lord say, in five years, I'm sending you to Croatia. And I just thought, oh, that's cool. Five years is a long time. I was kind of like, that's kind of cool. So fast forward to, to January of 2019, the Lord starts saying, starts saying in my spirit, in three years, I'm sending you to Croatia. You need to tell Pastor Moody, who's our senior pastor, and get going with this. And I'm just thinking, not so, Lord. Our whole life is here. I'm a contractor. I'm, everything's going well. Not so, Lord. And uh, so from January through April, I kept hearing in my spirit, in three years, I'm sending you to Croatia. You need to tell Pastor Moody and get ready. And I'm just grieving the Holy Ghost. Has anybody ever done that? Yeah, but you know why? Because we have issues. <laughs> Amen. We have yeah, you know, we have a cure for that. I see it right, I see it right there. I, when I see Kleenex around a church, I'm like, glory to God. Issues be gone. I mean, nothing like some tears to get rid of my issues, amen? Holy Ghost shows up, changes me on the inside. I become a little more like Jesus, a little less like John Haruska. Glory to God. All right. So Easter, Easter of 2019, uh, during spring break, we go up camping, uh, during spring break, so me and my family were up camping about 45 minutes out of Marysville and um, come down and go to church Easter Sunday. No one knows the, the Holy, that I'm, what I'm hearing in my spirit. Only I know this, and I'm just in a miserable place. And, and so Sunday, 
we get to church, I go to the altar at the end of service, and I get down, I'm like, Lord, you know that I'll do whatever you ask me to do, but I have to know this is your voice. This is too much of a right-hand turn. We really thought we were going this way, so I have to know this is you. And I heard the Lord say, today I will give you a sign. And I'm like, sweet, it's going to be decided today. So <laughs> I, we go back to our house in Olivehurst and have dinner with the whole family, and then Courtney, John, Kelly, and I go back up to the campground. Now it's five in the afternoon. Nobody's around. It's Easter Sunday up there. We get on our little golf cart. We drive down by the lake. I think I'm kind of hiding out from God in Oregon House, California at a campsite, and um, we're sitting by the lake, and it's just beautiful, and here comes this guy walking down the road. He walks right up to our golf cart. He starts talking to us. He's got a funny accent. I said, I said, hey, do you mind me asking where you're from? Guess what he said? He goes, I'm from Croatia. <laughs> Tears start running down my face. I am like, if I could have reached for two tissues, I would have grabbed two tissues. I'm like snotting up. I just don't, and my wife is looking at me like, what is the matter with you? She actually said that to me. What is the matter with you? And I said, Nothing, I'll tell you later, I'll tell you later. This guy's looking at my wife like, is your husband emotionally unstable? And it was an awkward moment. <laughs> so I never, and so, and so she, we get back to the camper. What is, what is going on with you? I'm like, I, can't, I couldn't even say Croatia. The word couldn't come out of my mouth. I just couldn't say it. I said, I'll tell you later, I'll tell you later. It's the spring, I'm busy doing concrete, doing construction. Fast forward to June, Courtney's graduating from high school. I still have not told Pastor Moody or anybody. So it's June, it's the first week in June, Courtney's graduating, we're pouring concrete at seven in the morning, it's five in the morning, I get up, and my knee was swollen back up, leaking fluid, hot to the touch. Staph infection was back in my knee. And here's my thought process. Oh yeah, really cool, Lord. I have to go through knee surgery again? You know how busy that I am. I can't believe that I'm gonna have to have knee surgery again. And I'm gonna be down for like six weeks. That's my thought process. I just happened to randomly open up my Bible to Psalms 32 and I started to read. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. And I'm just thinking, yeah, right on, Lord. Then I got to verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you can go through knee surgery again and again, or you can call, tell Pastor Moody and get going to Croatia. It's up to you. And you just basically, and the next part of that verse is that I have to put a bridle. So I was, the Lord knew that I was being stubborn. So I'm like, all right. So that morning I grabbed Pastor Moody about 10. I said, hey, God's calling us to Croatia. I told him the story. He said, glory to God, we'll support you. That night I grabbed Kelly and all the kids, son-in-laws and Courtney and John. And I said, we're going to Croatia, told them the story. My older girls are like, cool, Dad, that's really cool. Courtney's like, oh, whatever, Dad. I'm like, I go, you need to start praying. That's why I told her to start praying about it, because you're an adult. But John, you're, you, you're going. 
<laughs> Sorry that I mentioned your name. Five bucks. Every time I mention your name, I'll give you five dollars. Glory to God. So, two days later, my knees healed up, and I'm rolling again. So that you know, so I I'm I'm un it's undeniable that I'm supposed to go to Croatia at this point. So then, in the wisdom of John Haruska, I thought I've worked my whole life. I will go to Croatia, I will get a job, I'll get plugged into the church and serve. That's what I do. You know what I mean? That's what I'm going to do. So then the Lord's like, you're an Assemblies of God minister. You're going to be an Assemblies of God missionary. And knowing the paperwork process for the Assemblies of God, I'm just like, and not being an administrative person, I'm like, no, no, that's not a good idea. Because my wife basically told me when I told her, she goes, I'll go but you're on your own. We're going to be having grandkids, and we're going to go to a foreign land. I'm not, I'm not a fan of this, but I'll go. And so I knew that she wasn't going to help. She, she wasn't going to help me with the process. So I'm just like, uh. And so the, from June and through, through August, there's like, you're going to call the district. You're going to be an Assemblies of God missionary. And I'm like, just totally stiff-armed. But first part of August, knee swells back up, starts leaking fluid. Now I have a hole in my leg that's leaking fluid. Staph infection is in my leg. And I just go, I know what this is. Called Pastor Brett Allen, said, hey, I told him the story. And he goes, how long are you supposed to go for? I go, I don't know, two years. He goes, you're going to be a missionary associate, blah, blah, blah. We'll let Springfield know we support you. Two days later, my knee and leg are healed up. And that's how it's been. So we, I started the process that September doing the, um, all the stuff. And then by, by January of 2020, I was partway through it and, it. and Croatia was getting to be a point of contention with my wife and I. Every time I mentioned it, she'd start to cry, actually. So... It was, it was just getting tough. So the first week in January, I think COVID came through California early. I'd been sick for like 10 days, and I called Pastor Moody, and I said, hey, I, you do not want me laying hands on people. I don't know. I'm sick. And he goes, stay home. So my wife got me an appointment at Urgent Care. I went to Urgent Care. The doctor grabbed my chart, said, you're a healthy guy. Tell me about your knee. I go, it's a long story. You don't have time for it, pal. He's like, yeah, probably so. He checks me out. And... During the course of the visit, I'm realizing he's a Christian. I am a Christian. We're, now we're, he's, he, he's actually a doctor burned out from paradise in our area. And he goes, tell me about your knee. So I told him the whole story. And then he goes, wow, John, a grandson of Croatia going back as a Pentecostal believer. That's going to be powerful. And then he laid hands on me starts praying for me. The Holy Ghost falls in there. I'm crying. He's crying. He's, I don't even know what he prayed. But God showed up in the doctor's office. He gets done praying, and then I go, I go, pray for my wife. She cries every time I mention Croatia, and he prayed for my wife. The next Sunday, pastor had us get up and tell the congregation about our call to Croatia because only a few leadership people knew. So, um, I got up and shared about Croatia and, and shared about how my wife was very sad because, you know, we're going to have grandchildren and she doesn't want to leave the two older girls. You know, we love our kids. And uh, during the altar service, here's the power of the church. Here's the power of prayer. <laughs> All the ladies at New Life surrounded my wife at the altar or prayed for her. She got a miracle that day. She got on board. God did something inside her heart for Croatia. 
Then like a month later, and then Courtney comes in a month later, I'm called to go to Croatia too. Now I got the two best administrators on the planet. <laughs> you can't have them. <laughs> they're, they're mine. <laughs> they start going through this paperwork and then COVID hit and squashed us out. We, all we had to do was a couple things and COVID hit. So fast forward to August, we did our last two things. In September, we became approved missionaries and then we started trying to get meetings. So by the end of October, we're starting to have a few meetings and then COVID hits again. And then in the spring, we have a few meetings. And then summer hits. And summer in the church is different. We just know that. You know, everybody's on vacation and stuff. So here's the power of giving. So when I, when I found out I was going to, we've always gave tithes and offerings, and we've always gave. And we gave to missions. But I, when I got called to missions, I'm like, I'm going to start sowing into some missionaries. <laughs> Glory to God. And uh, <laughs> so the Lord, he always lays a number on my heart. It's usually in my wife's heart, too. And we started sewing into missionaries. And um, my business started to explode. And um, like hysterically. And, you know, we went to a little, here's an example of giving. We go to a little church in Dobbins, a little Assembly of God church there in the mountains. And it's kind of during COVID and, Pastor John had us come up there, and they were having to have service outside, so we just happened to pop in there because we were we actually sold our house last March and started and moved into our fifth wheel, so we were living at the campground that the guy came up to our golf cart on. So then we go to the little Mount Church there, and we get to and just to meet the pastor, and um, they're having service outside, and he goes, "Yeah, I really want to pour some concrete over here up against this bank and make a little place to have church outside." And I'm like. Holy Ghost is like, just pour that for him. So I go, I'll take care of that for you. And so a couple weeks later, I poured that concrete, <laughs> got it done. He's like, how much oil? I go, nothing. I'm just sowing into your ministry. And then he called me the next week. He goes, hey, John, someone wrote you a $5,000 check for your call to Croatia. And that's kind of what it's been like. Came up here to do the little bit of concrete for Pastor Don, not really knowing he was a cement finisher. I'm glad he had a good broom with him because <laughs> mine was a piece of garbage. <laughs> he broomed that. He's the one that made it look pretty on the top. We just leveled it. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, how much? I go, no, I just I feel like I'm supposed to do this for you. And um, so we did it. And then I, when I got home from setting the job up, just digging it out and putting rebar in and setting it up. We got $600. We had got that day, we got $600 in monthly support. So when I get back up here to port the next day, I'm like, Pastor Don, I got a testimony. Blah, blah. <laughs> you know, this, I, I did this out of faith because that's ministry is what you see. It's what God's gifted you with, you know. If you see like a cigarette butt in the parking lot, pick it up wash your hands you know what I mean that's ministry to me you know what I'm saying this isn't really ministry this is just a redneck from Montana running his mouth a little bit so um so so that's how it's been and when we start and my business exploded like exponentially like our checkbook exploded like 15 times what it usually runs it was running 15 times more than that and um so we were able to self-fund ourselves a little bit, which was which the Assemblies of God doesn't like you to do that. They like to get the churches involved because I just figure that, you know what? If God, so from, from 
May of 2020, last summer through September, I had like two meetings because it's summer. But I ha we got all this commercial work and the, everything just, so I'm like, Pastor Brett, can I just put some money in there? <laughs> He's like, well, we don't like you to. I go, but what if the rapture happens and we don't get to Croatia and I have all this money sitting in my checkbook? Who cares? <laughs> you know? He's like, well, okay. So we did. And then, you know, and then, then God blesses you more because you give. It's just, it's just how, it's just how it works. So I'm blessed because I give. I don't, I don't give to get. I just give because I'm supposed to give, right? Just do it because it's something inside us. Because what did Jesus say? I didn't come to be served, but to serve. And what? Give my life a ransom for many. Amen? I give my life. I give everything. Everything belongs to him anyways. I really came to that revelation this year. Everything belongs to him. It doesn't belong to me. So, um, you know, back in the early 2000s when we first started going to New Life, we'd have, um, we'd have prayer on Saturday night prayer. The whole sanctuary is lined with four-by-eight missionary posters all the way around. And I'm just, I'm just new, filled with the Holy Ghost, have the call of God, don't really know what to do. And I'm walking around the sanctuary on Saturday nights, praying to the Holy Ghost, praying for missions, praying for a move of God in our community. And... Um, I kept walking by this poster, and um, this lady's in this poster saying, come over here and help me. In Acts chapter 16, this is Paul. Uh, when they had gone through Phrygia in the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. You know how Pastor Don was saying, you, you don't just self-will do stuff, you do it. The master says, stay connected to the vine, John chapter 7. You can't do anything without him anyways, right? The Holy Spirit forbid them to do that. And they came to Mycenae. And then in verse 9, a vision appeared to Paul at night. A man in Macedonia stood pleading with him. Come over here and help us. Come over and help us. It's like I walk by this poster and this lady's crying saying, come over here and help me. Come over here and help me. And I'm ha every time I, every Saturday night I'm in there. It's like that one lady's like, I walk by, it's like she's crying, saying, come over here and help me. Come over here and help me. So I grabbed somebody that was a pastor at the time there, and I'm, I'm just a construction guy, you know, newly saved. And I, and I go, every time I walk by that poster, that lady's saying, come over here and help me. And he goes, have you ever read the bottom of that poster, John? I said, no. And he goes, well, that lady's from Croatia. Aren't you half Croatian? I said, yes. <laughs> and he goes, Oh, that's just natural thinking, throw it out. So, <laughs> so he kind of, but God reminded me of that in 2019, that 20 years ago he was saying, John, I'm calling you to Croatia. I'm giving you a burden. You know, Macedonia is like right below Croatia. You know, it's one of the oldest places in the world, uh, Christianity-wise. And, uh, you know, you got to be careful what you share with people. <laughs> Some people will rain on your parade. <laughs> Glory to God. So I learned early, you know, when I told somebody that I was called to, to the ministry, they look at me like, you can't, you're not a good speaker. I'm like, yeah, I know that. And then they're like, you wouldn't be a good pastor because this, this, and they disqualified me. And I'm like, you're right. You know, and I just, and I took a, took a right turn away from ministry for about a year from pursuing that call. God brought us back. And um, 
So only a couple. Then, you know, as we're going through our calling to Croatia, I had a guy grab me at a meeting one night, and he's like, it was the eating part after the meeting, and he's like, well, you know the principalities and powers over there are like so old. You're going to have so much trouble and blah, 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 and just on and on. I'm just sitting there going, oh, man, your wet blanket feels so nasty. Thank you. You know, I'm just going, how can I shut this guy up? So, so I go, I go, super, Pastor Moody said this. It might have been Pastor Hood that told him, watch out for super sweet super slick and super spiritual people watch out for those people <laughs> so i'm here with super spiritual guy and uh just raining down on our calling and then he gets done telling me how how that's what he said he said man i would have never picked you for a missionary and i looked at him like glory to god i wouldn't have picked myself either thank you you disqualified me again because i'm not qualified to do this but he'll qualify me he'll he'll put the power in there to do whatever so then I, I looked at him, and I'm like, he's still raining on my prayer, and I'm just like going, I go, you know what Jesus told me about all that stuff? He's like, what? I go, Jesus said, if I go there and do what he says, it will work. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but, and I'm just like going, I got to, I just like, stiff arm, you guys follow me around, I'm like, stiff arm, you know, the whole night. Then that was sitting on me for about a half a day, and the Lord, Kelly's like, why are you letting that sit on you? I go, I don't know. These was just sitting on me. I called Leland Paris. You guys know who he is. He's like, glory to God, John. You're going to get that in the church sometimes. Praise the Lord. That, that's, that's, a, that's, the, that's the confirmation of power moving in Croatia. I'm like, yeah, you're right, Brother Lee. And then you just learned, in the church, you learn to walk in forgiveness, right? I don't have anything against anybody. Clean hands and a you know, towards God and towards men, First Timothy chapter 4. So to wrap it all up, um, it would just be a trip, but in 2019, that picture right there, that was like out at family reunions in Montana all the time, was the only connection our family on my mom's side had with Croatia um, they still, my grandfather left his mother and a brother and a sister there. And um, so we didn't have any connection. That was the connection. That picture always kind of gripped me like, wow, that's part of my heritage. And it just stuck inside of me. I mean, I can see it all the time. So in 2019, when I answered the call, I had a vision and I'm, in, I'm standing in front of this building and I'm just I'm in the spirit and I'm in front of this building and there's 25 people there but their faces are blotted out and I can't see who they are and there's this pipeline from heaven coming down like comes down through worship and it coming down it's coming out of me there's words and there's stuff coming out of me that's touching these people and the Lord said they need to be forgiven and they need to learn how to forgive and he dropped a burden in my spirit for the people of Croatia he changed my heart from new life to Croatia in a moment. We used to have a burden for the people in our community, and God's like, you're done there, John. I'm calling you to Croatia. I have something for you to do there. Everywhere we go, prophets are just coming up to my kids, saying this and this and this, and telling us what we're going to be doing, and it's a confirmation in our spirit. We know that we're supposed to go. The director of Southeast Europe with the Assemblies of God said, John, the Balkans choose people up. We're only going to approve you for a year. If you make four friends in one year, we'll consider that a success. And inside I'm screaming, 
Pastor Jim, I didn't, I saw, I didn't see that. I saw, I saw salvations. I saw healings. I saw that. I saw the move of God coming out of us. And, uh, but I said, I, I, inside I'm screaming that. I said, okay, okay. When we were there in, tw- in last summer, we already made three or four friends that can't wait for us to get back. That aren't, we, we reconnected with family. That's the, what I saw was already happening. It was already coming out of us in just 10 days that we were there. We reconnected with family lines that have been disconnected for 110 years. Tears and hugs and family that can't wait for us to get back that, that don't have a foundation in faith. I've learned that we have a common foundation with all other Christianity and that salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ and faith in that, and that's it. I don't really care about anything else. I just got filled with the Holy Ghost, planted at new life with the call of God put inside of me in a foundation that can't be shaken that's in Jesus. And every, every, nothing else really matters, Pastor Don. Missionaries are weirdos because we're just so focused, but I know you guys have a heart for your community. I'm 53 years old. What the heck? Why would he send me to Croatia? I'm 53. I'm at the end. I'm closer to the end than the beginning. Oh, man, I'm telling you. When we, when we were worshiping, something came through my spirit. There's someone in here that's maybe my age or older. And uh, you have a call of God on your life, and, and uh, you feel like you've um, you feel like you've failed Jesus. You just feel like He can't lift your head up because you know that call was there and you just didn't move in it. Well, guess what? That call's still there. And guess what? He loves you more today than He did yesterday because you belong to Him. You didn't disappoint Him. He's just using me to go. Holy Spirit. You'll tell Pastor Don about it later probably. But you're called. It was very, it was very, very, very clear. But it was beyond your faith. <laughs> Glory to God. Here's what, here's what God showed me what faith is like. I was teaching Bible college one time at New Life and I couldn't really describe faith until I got this picture in my head. It's like you're out on the edge of the overhang cliff, and the cliff goes out, and underneath it, there's this, it kind of goes back like this, and there's a little branch like that the roadrunner would step out on. And, and you, you look at that, and the Lord's like, step out on that branch. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and, you, and when you step out on it, and you, and you step out and stand on it. When I did that, I looked back and God was holding it up. I got you. That's what faith's like. That's what your call's like. It, it's not going to 100% make sense in the natural, but in your spirit you'll know. And you can't please him without faith anyways, right? You cannot with anything. So... Glory to God. That's all I got, Pastor. I thank you for listening to me. If you can do anything, just pray for us. We're leaving on the 22nd. We're, the, we're inactivating our contracting license, shutting our business down, selling off stuff, and everything that goes. I don't really care because I, I know after two years, the Lord will let us know what we're supposed to do next. That's it.
Amen. Well, this morning I felt the Lord direct me uh, in this for the end of the service and just here today and uh, and taking some time to make this a house of prayer. And there's areas there that are for that. And as he was just saying about the call, uh, it was interesting the last this last week in the Oswald Chambers devotional, he's talking about serving the Lord and how we try to draw out of the well of ourselves. And when God calls us, try to figure out where am I going to get the finances? How am I going to do that? Where is that going to come from? Where am I going to get the ability to do that? And we limit God. We serve an almighty God. And it just was so powerful how all that ties together. But I want to do this. I want you to stand with me this morning. We're going to pray over some very specific areas. We're going to pray over John and uh, Courtney and John and... uh, over their family and commission them but i want to begin i want you right now just to join me i felt the lord tell us for us to pray for the ukraine not just for the ukraine but to pray over nations this morning amen so i want you to we're just going to pray here for a moment and uh, guys if you put that picture up of praying for the ukraine if you would hallelujah and i want you to just begin to intercede for them right now and uh, ask god to move on their behalf in fact i want to read this scripture And David, if you'll help and just put some of that prayer music on for us, if you would. But when all this hit, this is the verse that God gave me when it came to praying for Ukraine. It is this. Verse 5 says, for the oppression of the poor, Psalms 12, verse 5, for the sign of the needy, now I will arise, says the Lord. I will set him in safety in the safety for which he yearns. Let me read it again. For the oppression of the poor, for the sign of the needy, now I will arise, says the Lord. I will set him in the safety for which he yearns.